What's up, everyone? Welcome to the State Philly Sports History for September 19th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. It is Tuesday. Time for a little motivation slash positivity. But first, going a little bit off the, the positivity side, I was just watching the news literally two minutes before I, I came on to start recording this. And Channel 10 had a segment which was Positive Tuesday where they talk about the great things that are going on in the city. You're listening to me. That's fine. Give me some credit. That's all I ask. You can borrow my ideas or, or whatever. It's Just give me some credit. Have me on. I can do it this day in Philly Sports History Spot every day. Just let me know. But give me some credit. Come on, Channel 10. Ugh. Anyway, it is Tuesday. It's time for our version of motivation and positivity. And this one, it's more of a story with kind of a lesson in it. And I was in a meeting with some teachers the other day. And uh, just obviously the school I work at, we get kids of all sort of backgrounds and, and everything. And a lot of times they have issues, whether it's uh, behavioral or circumstantial, family, whatever it may be. And for whatever reason, they're not able to be successful at their their brick and mortar school. So they come to us and a lot of times that means they're below grade level. So it's, sometimes it's hard to, to see the difference we're making when we're constantly looking at test scores and achievement levels and things like that. So one of the teachers brought this or mentioned this story and I thought I'd share because it really hit home and resonated with me and just different aspects of my life. But it's about Florence Chadwick. She was a, a swimmer who swam the English Channel uh, back and forth. Like So she she was good. Uh, she wanted to swim the shoreline of mainland California, I guess, from, um, I forget the exact, either way, up from the south to going south to north. Uh, so she started doing it. After about 15 hours, there was like a heavy fog that rolled in. And she started to struggle because she couldn't see necessarily where she was going other than the boat and the people in her boat. They were assuring her that she was close to the shore. Everything was fine. She was almost there. Um, And then finally she gave up. They pulled her out and she found out she was only about half a mile from achieving her goal. She then had a press conference the next day and at the press conference basically said all I could see was the fog and said if I think I could if I could have seen the shore I would have made it. And that to me is just, it was mind blowing. And how many of us can relate, like all of us live our lives in that quote unquote fog, whether it's uh, money problems, uh, health problems, wanting to lose weight, troubles with your job, uh, troubles with your spouse, uh, kids doing this, kids doing that, mental issues, whatever it may be, we all have our own fog. And I think the takeaway from this is it's very easy to focus on the fog And I I mean, I do this myself and like this was a huge eye opener for me. Like, whoa, Uh, whether it's this podcast, my personal life, just things in general. And I think we need to get back to focus on the shoreline. So even though you can't see it, even though you, you can't necessarily see your end goal, you have your goals and you need to just keep working and stop focusing on the fog around it. And almost use your fog fog lights, so to speak, to, to get through it and just trust that you're on the right direction. Give yourself the benefit of the doubt, knowing that, you know what, 
I, I started this journey or I started this for a reason. It will get better. And what can I do to make it better instead of focusing on the fog around you? And I think this is anybody can relate to this because, like I said, we all have our own fog. And it, it ties back into Philly sports, too, even with the Eagles right now. Everybody's like, oh, this this is – listen, they're 2-0. and They are only going to get better from here. So I think instead of focusing on the fog, let's focus on that shoreline. Even though we can't necessarily see it. Let's let's keep focus on the shoreline, and then eventually you'll be able to do it. Um, to finish the story, yes, eventually she did re, uh, try attempt to swim, and she did f- complete the swim, swimming up the California coastline. But uh, just a very to me that it was very it resonated a lot with me about focusing on the shoreline and not being able to see it, and all you could think about is what's going on, the troubles that you have going on, instead of saying this is just part of the journey. Keep your eyes on the prize, so to speak. So there you go. There's our motivation, positivity on a Tuesday. Channel 10, hit me up. Listen, I can rearrange some things. So trust me on that. All right. Before we get into today's episode, a couple quick housekeeping notes. Be sure to check out the latest Back to the Future. We sat down with Ken Avalon, president and one of the co-founders of the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. We're going to be doing more with the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame as we get closer to their induction ceremony in November. So stay tuned for that. Some Eagles news. I mentioned them in the positivity, but Aaron Sippas is finally, or Sippas, I never really did learn how to say his name, uh, has been officially released and they signed Brandon Mann, um, who was, or Braden Mann, who was a uh, punnet for the Jets and the Steelers. And I think it's one of those things that, like, we've been very lucky over the years with punters. So, uh, hopefully Braden can come in and, and get the job done, uh, but we shall see. I mean, I, I guess he can't be worse than Sippus was. Uh, and even on Thursday, I said there's no way they're going to go into Tampa Bay with with Sippus as the punter. Like he was just he was atrocious. Um, sticking with the Eagles and speaking of that Monday night Tampa Bay game, kudos to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for pulling the ultimate troll job on the Eagles. Uh, don't know if you guys noticed this or how much of a story it was. They are going to be honoring Hall of Famer Rondé Barber at halftime of the Monday night game against the Eagles. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Rondé Barber probably is still running down over into Jersey, down through the Navy Yard right now after intercepting Donovan McNabb's officially ending the 2002 season and Veterans Stadium for that matter. Dick. All right, good win for the Phils yesterday, 7-1. to one. Wheeler looked good. He bounced back from his rough start. Uh, just bombs everywhere. Like Kyle Schwarber, like that was a legitimate Schwarber bomb. Uh, Real Muto hit a bomb. Like they were just on fire. Uh, and I like it. And, again, part of it is the Braves probably trying some different things out and whatever. But, I mean, it's a good win. They they increased their or they whittled away that magic number, which is down not to eight to make a playoff spot, nine to get that first seed. Uh, they're up four games uh, in the wild card, three and a half over Arizona. So good things happening for the Phils. Let's just keep whittling that magic number down and. and until we clinch uh the 2008 phils if you want more phillies coverage it is the world's biggest phillies email newsletter and they are currently offering 75 percent off a subscription to this day in philly sports history listeners 
Click the link in the description, gets you access to their entire archives, gives you the 2008 World Series banner shirt, 2008 Phils will follow your Twitter, and then you get access to autographs, tickets, and other giveaways, all for $2 a month, $20 for the year. Definitely worth it as we get into the postseason run. There was a guest post on there yesterday that talked about Philly scorecards, which was very intriguing and interesting. And that's the kind of stuff you get. Sometimes it's insight. Sometimes it's just like, wow, this is something I never thought about. So be sure to check out 2008 Phils and click the link in the description. We have some Flyers news as we're getting closer to training camp. I told you at the end of last season, I'm trying to increase my Flyers awareness. Uh, but they announced that they're going to go back to the double logo at center ice uh, with a Flyers logo on either side instead of just the big Flyers logo. Um, this might not seem like a big deal, but they were one of two teams that continued to use the double logo uh, until 2018-19 season when they went with the big logo. Uh, it was one of the favorites of Ed Snyder. Uh, he said he didn't like the big logo, how it blocked this, uh, the red line. Uh, so now the Flyers are going back. Uh, kind of ties in with their whole uh, changing, slightly changing the uniforms and the orange and things like that to be to celebrate more of the history. And this is one of those small little things that, uh, big picture, I'm sure hardcore Flyer guys are going to love this because it, it goes back to kind of those old days. Uh, and again, just little things like that. And it, I, I like it. I mean, I, I think it's good to be different like that. Um, Sixers news. Apparently, they're going to be signing Kelly Oubre Jr. I don't hate it. Uh, it's a veteran minimum contract. He averaged 20 points for the Hornets last year with the uncertainty of Harden. Uh, he might get a ton of playing time. It also gives you some depth depending on what uh, what he decides to do. Uh, like I said, I don't hate it. Uh, very intrigued by how this season is going to go with Nick Nurse. We've been talking about B-Ball Paul changing his shot. Um, and now that it's been quiet, I think we're either close to another Harden bomb or maybe he's just going to suck it up and come into camp. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe he'll put the fat suit on. All right. You may have noticed I'm wearing a jersey today. And that's because today we're going back to 2013 and 14 years to the day he made his NFL debut in relief of Doug Peterson. The Eagles officially retired Donovan McNabb's number five jersey. It was a Thursday night football game against the Kansas City Chiefs. So that way Andy Reid could be there. He drafted Donovan when everybody else wanted Ricky uh, Williams. Eagles did lose that game 26-16. As I mentioned, everybody in Philly, with the exception of maybe me, wanted Ricky Williams uh, to be the, the second pick in that draft in 1999. Famously, the Dirty 30 went up to New York and booed Donovan, so it got off on a rough start. Eventually, he got some love, but I still think it was one of those things Donovan never got over. He would go on to be the best quarterback statistically, and as far as I'm concerned, he is the best quarterback in Eagles history. Uh, hopefully, maybe one day Jalen Hurts will overtake that, but Donovan was just... Uh, so good. We were spoiled when we had Donovan. And I'll, I'll go out. I know there's people that still hate him to this day, but we were spoiled. I mean, you knew every year you were going to be in contention for the playoffs. You'd have a shot to make a run at the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, he didn't come without his warts. 
You have the whole T.O. situation that I still feel he could have handled better. Uh, I know there were some times where he could not throw a, a short, low pass to save his life, but he had one of the most beautiful deep balls I've ever seen. Uh, and I think a lot of times his attitude was his own worst enemy. And if I, I've said it before and got fired up uh, about it, but I think if his attitude was a little more Jalen Hurts and less Randall Cunningham, he probably could have been one of the best to ever play in the NFL. Uh, always one of my favorite players, and I know I've said from the very beginning on this podcast that I will always stick up for McNabb, and I've done nothing over the past year but rip him. But this is a Donovan McNabb appreciation post. Uh, I love him, uh, and he—I think he got it eventually. Like he—it's a shame. Like a lot of these guys get it late in their career. Mike Schmidt was one who got it well after his playing career was over, but he did say that night, "I appreciate everything you've done for me." And number five, will always love you. And just remember that. Again, he's my favorite. Sometimes I'm rough on him, but it comes out of frustration because I feel like it could have been so much more. But on this day back in 2013, the Eagles officially retired number five up in the rafters of Lincoln Financial Field, the greatest quarterback in Eagles history, period. You know who also is the greatest? phillygoat.com. I mean, what can I say about them that I haven't already said? They have the greatest selection of Philly-based sports, or Philly sports-based apparel, Philly-centric apparel, Philly pride, you name it, they got it. Whether you want cheesesteak, soft pretzels, water ice, whatever, they got that. Sixers, Flyers, Phillies, Union, all of that stuff. So go check them out. One of my still all-time favorite shirts is the... uh, Mr. Sandman's boxing gym that I got. And it just, I get comments every time I wear it. So go to that, check them out. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery, 10% off of your order. That's phillygoat.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off your order. You guys have been doing great. I get notifications once a week, once every two weeks that you're buying shirts. So continue it. Buy them for your kids. If you've got babies coming, they have baby sizes too. Go check them out and use that promo code Jim Montgomery. Time for Who Wore It Best Philly Sports Edition. And what all I can say is, wow. I, number eight was close the other day. Yesterday, number 10 was, it was back and forth all day. I love getting the notifications and messages and everything and kind of just mentally keeping track of who's winning. This one went down to the wire and it was Mo Cheeks edging Darren Dalton by one vote. Uh, ended up with 36% of the vote, uh, but it was by one vote that Mo Cheeks edged out Darren Dalton. And then you had Boa, Deshaun Jackson, and John LeClaire all tied. Uh, so this was a very, hands down, the most people that have voted since we've done it. Like, I feel like all day, I'm like, oh, there's another vote. There's another vote. So please continue to keep that up. Um, we can only grow if you keep t- spreading the word and letting people know to listen. So I appreciate that. But today, in honor of number five, today's number is number five, and it could be a slam dunk, but we will see. Uh, Currently, number five is in Philly sport, Bryson Stott, who could be on his way to a superstar career. Igor Zamala for the Flyers, and Montrez Harrell for the Sixers, who unfortunately is out after hurting his knee. Uh, Other notable number fives, Jeff Fiegels, Kim Batiste, Ron Gant, Reggie Leach actually wore number five his first year with the Flyers, Braden Coburn, and Kevin Ollie. Uh, 
The next two that we're going to vote on today are two of the most polarizing figures, I would say, in Philly sports. We talked about Donovan, 11 years, all-time quarterback leader, uh, one of the best to ever do it in Philadelphia. Going up against one Pat the Bat Burl, who spent nine years in Philly. He was a number one pick, uh, World Series champion, but again, Never necessarily until the very end was beloved. I remember so many times people said, you should be better. You should be better. And when it was all said and done, the numbers weren't bad. Uh, but I think because he was the number one pick in the draft, he the expectations were bigger. Um, and, I mean, when he was hot, he was hot. Uh, but then when he went cold, he went cold. So it's kind of a, a, one extreme or the other with Pat Burrell. But it was good to see him have the big double in the World Series. Uh, even though it was his only hit in the World Series, helped them win Game 5. And then he got to lead the parade down Broad Street as he was out of town. So now it's your turn. Who wore number 5 best? And again, this is these two are very polarizing. And there's a lot of guys out there that don't like Pat Burrell because he slept with their girls. So this could go either way uh but obviously you know if i was voting which i don't vote in these but if i was you know which way i was gonna vote you tell me who wore number five best was it donovan was it pat get your vote to me however you can uh all of this in honor of on this day back in 2013 the eagles retired donovan McNabb's number five jersey the greatest quarterback to ever do it for the eagles Sixers looking to hopefully have some uh, insurance in case uh, James Harden is not able to, or not, shouldn't say not able, decides he doesn't want to come to camp. But Kelly Oubre, I, I don't think it's a bad pickup. If Harden is here, it's an even better pickup. Phil's looking to whittle down that magic number. Be sure to check out Back to the Future. Remember, don't focus on the fog. Focus on the, the end goal or the shoreline, whichever, however it works for you. But I think we can all relate to today's positivity. Uh, it's easy to get lost in the, the everyday struggle. Um, so don't get down on yourself. Just remember, keep working, keep trying, and, and you'll get there. Channel 10, hook a brother up. That's all I got to say. Give, give me a call. Have your people call me. We'll, we'll do something. Trust me. I can have ideas this could be the start of a beautiful friendship supposed to be another great gorgeous fall day out there so go enjoy your tuesday this has been this day in philly sports history i'm jim montgomery and until next time i'll see you when i see you